welcome to Cult Classic Society, a Christmas edition where we talk about movies, games, music, books, whatever. We're going to talk about it and you're going to listen to it. But Bobby, Merry Christmas. I, I think this is the closest we're going to get to Christmas for this podcast. Uh, this is going out a week before Christmas. I think that's good for a Christmas special. There's some Christmas specials that go out on like the 3rd of December. Yeah, no, we're we're cutting it very close. No, we're doing well. I think this is good. I think it's a good time to release it. People will be, you know, they've still got a little bit left of work. You've got a quick turnaround on your edit because yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. Seven days. Uh, yeah, but, but how are you just doing in general, though? Uh, not loving the cold, the cold snap we've had. But I'm, I am looking forward to Christmas. I'm very excited. You're a Christmas boy. I, I don't necessarily love the notion of Christmas, but I, I like hanging out with people, friends, family, just, yeah, it's nice. It's, a, it's one of those times that you're, you're kind of guaranteed to see a lot of your friends and family. Yeah. Maybe not everyone, but a, a sizable chunk. Yeah, it's that thing. It's like, it's almost the end of the year. It's Christmas. Are you free? Are you free? Are you free? Well, a lot of people are just off work, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you, you stop working on the 21st, don't go back till the, the 2nd or 3rd of January. Yeah. And, yeah, why not see everyone? Yeah, it's going to be a lovely time. And to celebrate Christmas, we're going to talk about, possibly, my favourite Christmas movie of all time. Big claim. He's up there for me, but I don't, I don't know if, I, if it contends for favourite, but I do love it. Jingle all the way. You're going to mention that you're, you're breaking the podcast. Am I breaking the podcast now? Well, yeah, we're not. This isn't something that the other person hasn't seen. We've both seen this multiple oh, God, times. It, yes, multiple times. But, I mean, we did it with The Simpsons. Yeah, that's true. And that was to celebrate the fact that we reached twenty, which we didn't know if we would. <laughs> <laughs> and this is it's Christmas. It's a season of giving. Let's give us something both we want to enjoy, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So the nineteen ninety six movie directed by Brian Levant, starring the man himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get in the chopper. <laughs> so I feel like there's so much to say about this movie, so I feel like we should just jump straight in, because... Cool. I mean, it's... I've mostly got, like, my thoughts and notes on the film, but I'm sure you've got some uh, some interesting tidbits. So, the credits. It doesn't start Christmassy, does it? No, it starts with an episode of Turbo Man. Love that. I love that it feels like the Power Rangers. And there's two reasons it feels like Power Rangers. One, it's a 90 cheesy kids action show. Two... It's shot in the same planes as Power Rangers. It's it's California. So those kind of 45 degree angled rocks are very unique to the West Coast of America. And it's shot in the same place. They shoot a lot of the, uh, the yeah. California. But I was also of... going to say like the like henchmen, like the demon team, they're, they're clearly Power Rangers inspired. Oh yeah, 100%. And also this movie was kind of inspired by the Power Rangers craze at the time. Cause only I mean, the Power whole, Rangers was massive. The yeah. whole point of like trying to get like action figures... That was the major thing that happened with the Power Rangers like toys at the time. What was the the, the little bad guys? The, there was little people, wasn't they? And they were playing the, the kind of the, essentially what was like the the, the putties in yeah the, the demon Rangers. team demon team that yeah was it. they go 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 demon team yeah that was great yeah it's so it's super cheesy. Turbo Man has a sidekick called Booster. Uh, there's always a shitty sidekick. Who's <laughs> just a giant pink wolf? Same with Tiger. He's got the big teeth. I just thought it was a wolf because it's wolf I'm sure they, as well. I'm sure they say it's a. I'm sure they say it's a tiger at some point. Big oh, pink to... tiger. Well, which sounds like the name of a gay club. <laughs> <laughs> the pink tiger. Which, you know, it doesn't matter because no one likes them anyway. No. I I just love the cheese with like the villain, like the close up of his mouth going ta ta Turbo Man. Yeah, 
Uh, they got they got real Rita Repulsa energy. Yeah. Or Lord Zed, actually. But as we zoom out, we see that Jamie, played by... Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker <laughs> is watching the episode. Uh, what's his name? Jake Lloyd? Jake Lloyd, yeah. yeah. He's watching the episode, and he's just super into it. You know, celebrating when Turbo Man says the president's kid. Yeah, I mean... I think I used to do that shit as a kid as well. I'm super do. hyped about these stupid. Uh, you know what? I, I, we won't do it on here because it really doesn't stand the test of time. But when I worked for media retailer, un, untitled, <laughs> uh, we watched a few of us watched the original '80s, not the original, but the '80s cartoon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I remember loving that as a kid and getting super hyped. And it doesn't fucking hold up. No, I go back and go like, did I? I like this. <laughs> No, I, I was saying the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I think I watched that movie like 20 times on repeat as a kid. Oh, yeah. I think I broke the VHS of how much I watched Wait, it. Uh, there's a flashback to our first episode, the Mighty Ducks and me. I had all three of them on VHS. And my God, I, 20 sounds like too little. <laughs> uh, I think I probably watched that 20 times in a month at some point. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there, actually, before we continue. Our first two episodes. Oh, yes. They were very badly, well, not badly recorded, that's not fair. Something happened with the recording that they got a bit corrupted. And we've done our best to try and improve them since. And there are new versions uploaded. So if, for whatever reason, you know, you were good enough to go, oh, I can't listen to this because the quality's not great. I skipped episode three and then go with us from there. We thank you for that. But try, they're not perfect, but they are a lot better. If you want to go check out our thoughts on the Mighty Ducks and on Slipknot, you can jump back now. Go back to our chocolate, yes. frost, chocolate frosty milkshake days. Exactly, exactly. When our when our voices didn't sound quite right, and our, <laughs> our, and our animation was a bit squiffy. <laughs> You're much better animated now, Tim. Oh you? yeah, more more animated than usual because because you, you give me monster. <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie has to go to his karate recital, but his dad's not there. No, bad bad parenting. No, but his his mum, played by Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks' wife, actually. Yeah. Go get. Going, no, you know, it's okay, he's just working, he's just working. And it cuts to a massive office Christmas party. And that, I'm, I don't know if I, I can't remember first thing, I'm pretty sure I saw it first time as a kid. But if I, if I was to see this first time now, you, you, you've got to make assumptions straight away that that character is going to be partying or something, and yeah. that kind of shit parent. No, 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 he's a totally different kind of shit parent. No, no, because he is actually working through the party. He is a workaholic. And what's great is as he's on the phone, so some of his customers, his assistant comes in with a little note just saying, like, like Jamie's just in 20 minutes, like, I'm going to make it. That's what he said half an hour ago. What I love about this scene is when Liz actually does call, and I wouldn't call him Arnie, his name's Howard, the character, yeah. right? But Arnie answers, and he, he signs off the same way he signs off with the customer you hear him talk to previously. Yeah, because it goes through a montage of him going to everyone, you're my number one customer, you're my number one customer. He's like, Liz, I will be there, I promise. By yeah. the way, you're my number one customer. Liz, sorry, I didn't mean it! And um, <laughs> what I love about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I think genuinely, in terms of taking him seriously, it only works in one film. He's a terrible actor. Yes. And... It kind of works for this for the because it's a cheesy film. Yeah. It's fine, but the only character he plays, I think, the, his acting works for is the Terminator. Yes, because he's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> well, the interesting thing I find about Arnold is that if you get him with a good director like James Cameron, you can make him. He'll play to his strengths, right? Yeah. But even in True Lies, where it's like a espionage with romance in it with Jamie Lee Curtis, he works well in that because James Cameron goes, "Okay, you're not the best actor." Yeah. But there are certain. Like ability to, you know, you're very charismatic when you just naturally talk. 
So let's find a workaround. I'm watching this for the first time in a few years. I think the last time I watched it was probably Christmas 2020 when we all watched a lot of films. Yeah. And I, my opinion on some of the, the characterization and the, the performances has changed. We'll get to it a bit later with some other characters, but yeah, I don't, this, 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 this performance from Arnie doesn't take me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not meant to at the same time. I mean, yeah, to be fair, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, yeah. Kindergarten Cop does the same thing. I love that movie, <laughs> but he's terrible in it. So he realises he has to go and make it to James Cryer's side because he's running out the door. His assistant putting his coat on. He's going, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And even she goes, he's not going to make it. Yeah, then he immediately gets stuck in American highway traffic, which... Is it that uh, realistic? Yeah, man. So my wife Katie and I, we got stuck driving to Disneyland, California from... Santa Monica, fuck me. Just like four or five. It changes, obviously, the amount of lanes, but three to five lanes of just gridlock hell. I mean, nothing compared to some of the uh, the problems they get out in Asia and stuff, yeah. where there's basically no laws, clearly, on the road. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the road laws there's a lax. The, 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 the only reason American traffic manages to move, actually, because it's so dense, and it's a country built for cars rather than public transport yeah. is because they've got all these little minute rules that really help move things along the, yeah. like a zip rule which we don't have but my god yeah yeah. He's, he's uh, the second you see that traffic if you uh, especially to an American you're, you're never going to make that yeah but while that's happening they're at the karate recital and this one we get introduced to Ted the sleazy neighbour oh. played by the late great Phil Hartman oh, the second I hear that voice did we I don't think in our Simpsons episodes we ever got to a Phil Hartman section. No, no, not any, not one of any substance anyway. I, I, I don't think there was even a Lionel Hutz or a Troy McClure. Troy McClure, no. No, the two best characters. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our first time talking about Phil Hartman. So oh, I love Phil Hartman. That's what we can say, we love him. And he manages to make me hate him in this, which, despite that voice, that voice which is so like linked to my childhood <laughs> and even my teen years and my 20s, loving The Simpsons. And, you know, him being... I know, obviously, he, he passed away some time ago. Yeah. And he misses out on a fair chunk of The Simpsons. But he's part of the best years of The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, Troy McClure himself is just so iconic. Yeah. Troy, Lionel, yeah. Yeah. All great. So, Ted is filming the Cry Recital because his kid, Johnny's also there. But as he's doing it, some of the other neighbours start flirting with him. Oh, mate. Ted is a mum magnet. <laughs> They, all those mums, they love him. Those suburban mums want a bit of Ted. I know, but Liz isn't impressed. No, no, Liz. Liz is the only only suburban mum who isn't all, isn't all about the Ted. No. Good. Good on her. So, Howard's stuck in traffic. He decides to go take... I couldn't tell if this was an emergency lane or a carpool lane. Yeah, I couldn't tell that either. So, when I've been to America, I've always been with my wife. So, we can go in the carpool lane because yeah. there's two of us. And I did wonder whether it was the carpool lane. Uh, I can't see... It's normally represented by a diamond on the floor. Yeah. I couldn't see that, so I do wonder if it was the hard shoulder equivalent. Yeah. We have the hard shoulder, what we call is that emergency lane. They have, like, yeah. Yeah. An emergency lane of some description. It's but one or the other. One or the other, but either way, he's breaking the law, so, of course, he gets stopped by a, little, by a police officer on a motorcycle who makes Howard do a sober test. Yeah, he's... I know he's meant to be because we're we're meant to try and like Howard by this point, yeah. but the the cop is a dickhead. Oh yeah, he makes Howard do the balance test while touching his nose, and then he's like, "Recite the alphabet." So he goes A B C, backwards. Oh, I can't even recite the alphabet backwards myself. No, I've, I whenever I see this on normally in America, we don't. I don't think we get that kind of sobriety test here. We just do the uh, breathalyzer. Yeah, 
But whenever I see this on an American TV show or film, I do think, could I do that? And I don't think I can. No. And like I, I could. You're going to have to give me half an hour. Exactly. I'm going to have to do the alphabet in my head every single time to get yeah. to this letter. <laughs> Literally, like, do it normally. Okay, this letter. I'll start with Z. Z I'll get straight away. Yeah. And then from there, I'm working backwards by going ABCD in my head and then working to that, that yeah. letter. But we cut back. Jamie gets his purple belt. Because he breaks some wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he looks behind and sees that his dad isn't running through the doors. No. And we see how it would arrive. Not only is he late, he's fucking late. They're clearing up. Yeah. Everyone's gone. The hall's dark and there's just a guy sweeping. And of course he says... I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Do you want to know a fact about Arnie's accent that I find really funny? What? So, he's Austrian. Yes. And he can speak German. He wanted to do the German double Terminator himself. And the German leg of... Is it Foxy do? Yeah. Said, no, because we think Austrians sound like farmers. (laughs) 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 Which is ridiculous, right? But funny. Oh, yeah. So he returns home to see that Ted is on his roof setting up the Christmas lights. Oh, mate, Ted's trying to look at his wife through the window. That's what's going on. Honestly? That guy's a creep. He goes inside, tells Liz that, you know, why did you let Ted put lights on our our roof? He's like, I got got a ticket as well. I'm doing a horrible Arnold accent. I'll keep keep doing it. it. I'm going to keep doing it. Come on. (laughs) Everyone's got an Arnie impression in their locker. Yeah. So he has to go apologise to Jamie, but Jamie just runs immediately upstairs. Jamie's turned to the dark side. (laughs) Already. He goes goes to Jamie's room, who has an amazing mural on his wall. Like the oh, the American... comic book stuff, and yeah, it's amazing. I was like, you cannot hate your father, Jamie. No, no, this, the, this, if this is what he's provided. I mean, emotional support, he's bad at. You know, physical things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, emotional neglect. That's the one thing. But come on, <laughs> <laughs> he's paid for your love here. Exactly. So he goes, so champ, those hands registered weapons yet? There's my favorite line is just after that. And this line sticks with me, and I don't know why. Sometimes, if I think anything close to this sentence, it comes out in an Arnie accent in my head, which is he picks up the purple belt off the uh, door and he goes, This is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, do you put it on like this? He's obviously too wide to put the belt on around yeah, his child's tra- belt. Yeah. Tra- around his waist. So he puts it on his head like a headband. He does a very questionable voice. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is a. But, you know, he admits to Jamie he, he messed up. Says, you know, I, I keep missing your karate recitals. Jamie Potts like, yeah, you missed all the other ones. Yeah, you missed all the belts I got. So and how... he's like, I was there for yellow. He's like, yeah, but you missed blue. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember. Kids don't forget, man. Kids don't forget. So how was like, you know, let me make it up to you. I'll buy you whatever you want for Christmas. You know, blackmail his love. Oh, yeah. Buying that love again. And Jamie says... I want a Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move and a boomerang shoot with his rock and roller jetpack and a realistic voice activated that says five different phrases including It's Turbo Time! Accessories included batteries... Uh, I'm going to repeat you that. You were so close! I'm going to repeat that. Dra- gonna... Let's get it, get it all in one oh. go. And do not cut that first attempt out. <laughs> this is important that we see your progression. I want a Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move on a boomerang shield with his rock and roller jetpack and a realistic voice activator that says five different phrases including It's Turbo Time! Accessories are set free, batteries are included. Boom! Way, well done. <laughs> Jake Lloyd did it and so did Tim Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how many attempts he took. What's great about that is, I think it really, and I, 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 they're doing it for the comedy, yeah. but actually it really captures how adverts are on kids because yeah. they just get sucked into this shit. No, I have a really horrible example of this. Go on. I once told, I once got a 
in enamoured with a the Mestos ad, you know, the fucking gunk cleaner. Oh my God. Yes, because it was all you, shiny. And you, I said to my mum... Do you remember when we swapped doing even number and odd number episodes and I said, you're odd? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting the evidence. <laughs> I'm collecting evidence. I'm going to put an odd package together of Tim Martini. So, my mum reminds me of this on a very recurrent basis, as she should, because I grabbed it and I was literally, no mum, you need to buy this. You've got gunk. <laughs> <laughs> right, adverts and kids. That's why they're. Ba- I, I, I don't know if it's happened yet. There was talk of banning like junk food. I think that's to happen. But junk food adverts during children's TV. Yeah. And toy adverts as well. It, yeah. Which is kind of a shame because me and my wife have genuinely more than once. I think, as well as like watching kids theme songs on YouTube, we have definitely sat there and watched old kids adverts from the nineties. Going, do you remember this? I remember this. Oh yeah. And I- YouTube has them all. I remember I went to a screen of uh, the Teenage Mutant Turtles movie, the 90s one, and we didn't notice when we went, but an hour before it was like a pre-screen of like a compilation of like different turtles stuff, like something they did like a nature documentary thing with the turtles, like a little mean documentary about their rock and roll tour, but then it had ads for all the toys. Oh, amazing. And I was like, it was insane to watch these like 90s commercials, like even like food snack ones, like turtles, like Uzi Pizza... I had those. I remember eating those as a kid. Yeah, yeah, they were fucking great. It, it was hilarious. I said, <laughs> "That's the best acting Jake Lloyd's ever done." It is. <laughs> so Howard and Jamie, you know, they make up. They're, they're... this scene, and this proves it. Jake Lloyd is a better actor than Howard uh, than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as the, a child, as, as a well. child, yeah. So Arnold tells Liz, like, you know, it was great. We were bonding. And this is probably one of my favourite bits in the movie. Oh, the zoom. The yeah, when zoom. she goes, that reminds me, he got the doll, right? She bends down and the camera zooms straight into his face. Goes, the doll. Oh, like when someone takes a bump on WWE TV. Yeah. <laughs> crash zoom into their face. And she's like, yeah, the doll. It's like, oh, that doll. <laughs> she goes, no, you got the doll, right? Do not look. It's like, no, I got the doll with the rock'em sucking arms and the... And that was you yeah. know, it's turbo time. Yeah, I got the doll. What I love about that is somehow, despite his poor acting, he somehow adds on top that Howard is now acting. Yeah. And it does come across. No, that's it. He's like good at certain elements. Yeah. Which is what I like. I was like, he's not, he's never going to win like an Oscar for like a dramatic role. But when it comes to comedic stuff, I think it's because you're watching Arnold's do it. There's a yeah. certain like, uh, it's like, when you watch a rock movie now, he's not a good actor. But you're watching it you're watching it because you're seeing that actor in that that the person. Rock, in the that rock film. is charismatic and has natural delivery. I don't think Arnie has either of those things. I think I think Arnold has charisma but in different ways. Like the rock's just a charming person, but oh, I think because Ar- I can watch a bad Arnold movie just for the sake of it being him. Yeah. The rock is because he's he's like I'm gonna be an action star repeatedly. It's harder for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I kind of love The Rock. <laughs> I don't necessarily love Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's because you're on Mark. Well, there is that. <laughs> so I love it because then, you know, they're getting into bed and she and she just turns to him and goes, because they're going to be, the dog's going to be completely sold out now. Turns the light and there's like the light from the like moon just shining on his eyes. That's a beautiful shot, actually. <laughs> I love that. Um, so behind the scenes a little, I normally do my watching for this on my own. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, knowing that we were going to do this movie, but she didn't know that. Katie, my wife, went, do you want to watch Jingle All The Way? And I just got my phone out for my notes app. I went, yep, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and um, that 
like made her audibly laugh a lot. She's like, I think she's probably only seen the movie a few times. Uh, I think I used to watch it probably every year when I was younger. Yeah. I still do watch it every year. Well, I've done my watch. We've done our watches for this year. Now. Yeah, I watch out the Prince Charles cinema, but I had to watch it again at home because like, I can't take my phone out the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to be that guy. Can't do that. So next next morning they see like Howard's getting ready to sleep, but Jamie's there with like his Turbo Man pajamas on a Turbo Man cereal. Calling me a mark. <laughs> I mean, that was a hook at yeah. the time of everything. So Howard has to pretend he's getting the doll from the office. Yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, he is going to get the doll. Just Not in the office. It's not in the office. Just half a lie. Yeah. And then James like, Dad, come on, you're going to miss the parade. You missed it two years in a row already. Oh, God, he's a bad dad. It's like, yeah, keep pointing out his neglect. Fundamentally, so this is what I was going to say. Fundamentally, Howard is unlikable. Yes. And he doesn't make it easier to like him. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, it feels like he doesn't even feel like he's doing it for Jamie. It feels like he's doing it because he's lied to his wife and he's like, oh, shit. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So as how Howard goes into his car, a reindeer starts running towards him. Uh, t- Ted here is. This is a a reference for all you Simpsons fans. Ted here is fully arpooing Christmas, <laughs> like Arpoo does for Valentine's Day, where he shows everyone up. Pretty Ted's much. doing it for Christmas. Yeah, he has Elton John in his house already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ten percent of people are gonna get that. Uh, it doesn't matter. Our, our listeners are nearly all complete nerds, so. <laughs> so. So what I find interesting about like the the reindeer doesn't like Howard. It's like literally barking at him like it's a dog. Yeah. I my theory is that Ted has trained the reindeer to hate Howard. Well, the South Park style. Yes, that's my theory because Ted obviously doesn't like Howard because he wants yeah. Liz. Oh so yeah. So he's training the reindeer to attack Howard. Yeah. By his wiener. Yeah. <laughs> that is my theory. Oh, I think this is a, uh, Ted has a bit of animal cruelty here because he's got this reindeer. It's clearly a domesticated reindeer yeah. now. He's saying he's going to go take it out to the wild and release it. Yeah, Those he... other deer that he's going to leave it with are just going to trample him. Well, what he says, like, I've been stalking a family of deer, and if they're kind, they'll let him in. No, the, males, no the males will not be kind. They will batter that reindeer to death. Well, it's not his problem. <laughs> yeah, psychopath. So, Howard finally travels to the shop. Oh, well, we missed a bit here. This is where Ted lets Howard know that he's already got Turbo. Oh, man. yeah, it's like it's nestled safely under my tree. I already I wrote that right. I didn't put the quotes in, so I completely skipped that note. But yeah, Howard then travels to the toy store. There's already a massive crowd outside, yeah. and they're refusing to let anyone in. Well, it's Christmas Eve, yeah. Yeah, and they're refusing to let anyone in because it won't open for two minutes. They say this store worker's a dick. Yeah. And also, massively unrealistic. I worked in retail for the better part of like 10 years. No, no one who works in retail at Christmas has got the energy on Christmas Eve to be that much of a dick. They've worked December. Yeah, they're standing there with black circles under their eyes, going, "One more day, <laughs> one more day." All right, open the doors, and plus, you just don't hang out near the door either, no. especially if there's people waiting because yeah. they start. Look, I've genuinely been in a shop. Say it's Sunday, in Britain, everything opens at eleven a.m. The rest of the week, nine o'clock, but Sunday it's eleven a.m. Always has been, still is. Some places right. at ten. In big super, like you know, big uh, like shopping mall type things, and when I used to work Sundays, almost every week, some prick, you know, like quarter to eleven, fifteen minutes before we're supposed to open, and we still haven't finished putting the new stock out or whatever. Some dicks there going, looking at his watch, tapping the door. It's like eleven, go away. I so not only do I fundamentally agree with him because why should we open early? Like we've got yeah. set work hours. Fuck off. Two, he's really unrealistic because he's got energy at Christmas and he's a shop worker. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
But then Howard gets full full back into the crowd and he runs into Myron, played by Simbad. Yay. I love Simbad and I love and you know what? I've never watched his stand up, I've never watched anything to him, but he's so funny and always sunny in Philadelphia and Yes, this. yes. The two things I've I've seen him in like two things, and it's those two things, and he's brilliant in both of them. My favourite thing about Simbad, it's not even a real thing, it's the Kazam running joke. What's that? So people used to have this like Mandela effect, so they confused the Shaq movie, um, Shazam, by oh, the Rapping yeah. Genie. But then people who are in their hats that no, this was a Sinbad movie called Kazam. <laughs> so everyone started going, Oh, have you seen Kazam? Have you seen Kazam? Yeah, of course, it's the internet. People made fake uh, posters of it going, yeah. See, clearly it's a real thing. But Sinbad heard about it. So he teamed up with uh, College Humor and they made a fake trailer oh. saying, Oh, we found a trailer. I know nothing about him. And we're, like with everyone being cancelled these days, we're going on like he could have well been cancelled. I don't know. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know either. I've not heard of anything. All I know is Sinbad puts in a brilliant performance in this and in the episode of Always Sunny that he's in. And The Always yeah. Sunny is like, it's one of my highlights, that episode. When he's just torturing uh, Dennis, isn't yeah. he? He's just torturing Dennis. It's so funny. So I didn't note down everything in Myron's tirades because there was a lot. He's a conspiracy theorist, for but sure. first thing he does is call the doll Turtle Man. Turtle Man, yeah. He says we're being set up by rich and powerful toy cartels. Um, he may have some points about big companies. They do do shitty things. He does. Some companies have been known to actually hold back stock to make it more in demand. It's happened. It's... It does happen a lot. Um, he also then mentions that he has to pay off an Alan Murray payment to his wife who sucks everyone with everyone else at the post office <laughs> except him. And then he almost chokes a woman. Yes, he's, he's, he's losing his mind. I, I've got a theory that he doesn't have a kid. <laughs> he just wants it for himself. Uh, it's for him or to sell or something. There's one we don't get a kid's name. Two, if that kid is real, I feel more sorry for him than I do for Jamie because his dad is mental. In all fairness, considering how most of the people act in this movie, I feel like he does have a kid. Yeah, maybe. So they open at nine o'clock, and they just that crowd just storms the Shops store. Shops aren't like this on Christmas Eve anymore. They used to be. My um, in two thousand eight, I was working in a shop. And I remember that Christmas Eve being one of the most mental days of my life. It was insane. And I've been, you know, I realised I've forgotten something recently in the last couple of years on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Got out on Christmas Eve and it's like, it's like a regular busy Saturday. Yeah. But it used to be insane. It used to be queues around every shop. I don't know if you've it's seen... It's the internet. I don't know if you've it. seen like Piccadilly Circus on Oxford Street now, like this year. It's insane. Like, I've had to travel through it, like, going backs and forwards. I would avoid London like the plague on the Christmas The tube. Eve. Like, and I'm not talking about Christmas Eve. I'm talking about like literally current day right now oh yeah it's been mental on like weekends yeah i think a lot of people are get a lot one most people are better at um preparing yeah and two the internet i think it takes oh yeah I, I don't think the internet, but like, i remember like boxing day as well being like massive like massively boxing crowded. day's always been quiet because, boxing day's quiet because nowhere accepts returns <laughs> and most people just want to return shit on boxing day that's true i mean i would just be spending my christmas money yeah i just used to be like hung over behind the counter and look at the like yeah someone would bring their little shitty child in who's got a hundred pound gift card and you just look at him like oh the audacity i'm so hungover <laughs> <laughs> why would you do this to me so they storm the store and they see there's obviously no turbo mans but there is booster oh uh, this is like i don't know i keep this it's because this especially this part i've got a lot of experience in i think it was 2009 the wee fit people oh. coming in christmas eve you got any wee fits we haven't had wee fits for two weeks like no nowhere's got them <laughs> so 
Did you recognise one of the shop assistants that Howard grabs? No. It's Chris Parnell. The oh, first really? one that laughs at him. It's a young Chris Parnell. Oh, wow, he does look different. Yeah. Young boy. So obviously Chris Parnell's laughing at him. Then the other assistant laughs at him. And then the whole shop just laughs at both of them. Oh, yeah. Well, the, well surely like that ma- level of madness must mean they're all looking for the doll as well. Everyone who's at the, the, the door. I think there's... Well, they're always looking for presents in general. Yeah. Because, you know, all of all of um, that town seems to be shitty parents. Yes, yeah. Uh, 90s parenting. So um, they fu- the shop assistants tell them that one lady had left with the last one. Because she had it on reserve. She had it on reserve. So Myron immediately turns on Howard. Hits him with his bag, doesn't he? He does. So then Howard takes the kid's RC car and <laughs> uses it to trip up Howard and break his back. Oh, yeah, straight under his feet. And then he just runs over Myron and goes, Ah, poor baby. That line is delivered awfully as well. I, I love it. What I love is, uh, as uh, Howard gets outside, you see the car driving off and you just see the doll in the yeah. window. Only in a movie would it be so perfectly, perfectly positioned. Based. Plus, if that was happening now and that car got parked anyway, if she stopped anywhere else, that car was getting broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that he's chasing after the car and she sees um, him in the like side mirror. like Literally looking like a maniac. Yeah. Well, he's, he's got one thing going for him. It's that he's very well dressed. Yeah. So he looks less like a maniac. Whereas uh, Sinbad looks like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. So then we get a montage of how this get rejected from all the different shops. Getting laughed at by all the assistants. Getting laughed at, then he punches a Terminator cut out, which <laughs> re- like bounces back, hits him on the head, so he just rips it apart. Yeah, it takes the head off. So then we see that Johnny and Jamie are fighting over who gets to play t- as Turbo Man. Standard kids. Standard. Maybe Tails, I'll be Sonic. <laughs> now! <laughs> In all fairness, like, one of my friends, like, tells his favourite character, so, so he'll happily be Tails. I'm just referencing a Day to Remember song. But also, my, my childhood with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so Ted comes in and starts trying to flirt with Liz again. Oh, he's so creepy. Like, tells her to go and shower and stuff. Yeah, and as he undoes her apron, like, she presses himself on her, rolls his eyes to the back of his head. <laughs> what I think is really funny is... The reason he's so disgusting... Is because he isn't also he's not coming off comedic creepy. He's just he's, creepy. Yeah, he's creepy creepy. Howard calls and Ted has made himself proper at home. And oh. Ted then like orgasms down the phone over Liz's cookies. So You're eating my cookies? So does that bit. So it goes, um So like, ah oh, Ted, where is it like she's in the shower, Howard, for me to go check? No And then he's like Ted's like, Ah, oh, these cookies Put that cookie down now. <laughs> he offers to go. Yeah, the bit, the like, the bit that I really was creeped out by was when he goes, "Do you want me to go check if she's in the yeah. shower?" No, no, no. And then Howard gets more upset by the cookie. It's just he's so sleazy. I feel like because it's Phil Hartman. Yeah, it works on a level. That you... well, yeah, Phil Hartman as a person is quite charming. Yeah, so he. I think that's what it is. That's kind of the thing that makes it realistic because take out some of these elements, he's just a normal neighbour. Yeah. But the fact that he's just, he might as well be sniffing Liz's hair. Exactly. <laughs> so as Ted, not Ted, Howard starts walking down the street, Myron runs into him, like, let's form a partnership. <laughs> yeah. And Howard doesn't want any of that. Yeah, but there's something that uh, Sinbad says, which is really grim. And he goes, we'll be like Ike and Tina. I was like, no, don't, do not invoke that pairing. There was a lot of horrible shit that went on there. Yeah. It's dated. (laughs) Yeah. But as they're talking, 
a guy is running past and there's a late delivery of Turbo Man's at the mall. Doesn't how doesn't Sinbad I keep calling him Sinbad, Myron call Howard racist at this point as well at something. Yeah, it's racism because the white man is a team up with a black man. Yeah. Fucking hell. Just <laughs> casually dropping a racism uh, insinuation. So Howard like dives into his SUV, he reverses and he reverses into a police bike. It's like, oh shit, let me pick it up. And who's the police like belong to? The same shitty cop as earlier. We don't get a name for him, do we? We don't, but he has a shitting grin on his face when he goes, License and registration, please. Yeah, it's him again. It's him. We jump to the Mall of America, which, if I'm right, is in Pennsylvania? But I thought this was like Chicago or something. I wouldn't know. All I know is that Viva La Bam have definitely shot an episode there. <laughs> <laughs> so he, get, he gets there, and what they find out is that they have a ball system to get the toy. Which is, uh, lottery, yeah, like a ball lottery. Thing. I like, I love that they get there and the sales assistant. You know, in Toy Story, you've got I can't remember what he's called, but the microphone toy. Yeah, and he's using a kid's toy with the microphone attached to tell them that they're doing a lottery system. That is great. But what also says due to the laws of supply and demand, the listing price just doubled. Yeah, or tripled? Did they not say? No, doubled. It doubled? It's yeah. triple when they get to the Santa. Oh, that's place. it. So, yeah. So obviously the crowd go ballistic about that. And the riot fucking ensues. And, yeah. and what does the Myron do? Doesn't he mace? He have... pepper sprays yeah. out. Because <laughs> what happened was the shop just decided, oh, fuck it, let's just throw the balls into the crowd because it isn't going to work in an orderly manner. Howard is by far the biggest person there. I don't know why his instinct isn't just to shove people out of the way and grab a load of the balls. <laughs> Honestly. So what happens then? Um, Myron grabs Howard's ball. E. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, 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 lads. <laughs> so Howard gets the crowd to turn on my by my and going, He got two! He got two! And literally the whole crowd just jumps Myron. And then Myron says another racial. <laughs> Did you say load. Rodney King? Yeah. He he brings up Rodney King over a fight with a toy for a toy. Part, oh, part of me thinks this is Simbat improv in. Oh, I do as well. I don't think it's Because I don't think this was written into the script. <laughs> Uh, don't get me wrong, it's brilliantly funny that someone would play that card. Yeah. But my god, they've invoked race within two scenes. <laughs> and it's a kid's movie about a fucking action figure. So Howard has to chase after this one ball, which he, there's no guarantee it's the winning one. No. And what, he chases it like it is. But what's also with this is the bounciest ball in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. The others all rolled earlier. Yeah. This one bounces across the entire world while the theme for the Nutcracker's playing. Yeah. I don't know what's actually called. It's called the Nutcracker theme. Yeah. It's like the most mean, iconic one. Yeah, though. I know the one you mean, but I don't know what it's called. And then it lands in a child's pram who Howard then has to chase for a player in a ball pit. Yeah. And then he offers to trade a regular kind of ball pit ball for that one. With a bouncy so she, she puts the ball in her mouth. Yeah, and then just grins and at just, it. And so he grabs her by the mouth and then immediately gets attacked by the mums. Uh, the kid, the kid is taunting him. That kid is like... That kid's been a little shit. I feel like that kid knows what she's doing. Oh, no, she absolutely does. I love that all the mums start hitting him and calling him a pervert. <laughs> he goes, I'm not a pervert. I was just looking for Turbo Man I'm glad they didn't go down the route of, she just got my ball. <laughs> if Sinbad was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he runs into a mall Santa played by James Belushi. Oh, is that who? I didn't yeah. realise it was him. The lesser talented Belushi brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, who... Says to Howard, we have Turbo Man dolls. Uh, immediately, they're so shifty. So it's a Santa and an elf. 
and they're just so shifty straight away. And then like the elf shows a Polaroid of the Terminator doll next to the newspaper, like it's a hostage taken. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> that like pairing reminded me of Bad Santa, and it, I genuinely think that might have inspired that movie. Possibly, yeah, I can see that. I can see because it's about a shitty mall Santa. Yeah, I, I mean, and who wrote Bad Santa? I don't even know. I don't it remember. Obviously, wasn't um, it wasn't the same face. person. Brian Levon, it wasn't no. him. No. They but, take Howard to like the dodgiest <laughs> fucking area, and there's like rabid dogs dressed as yeah. reindeer, and the code. I love the code to, to knock. It's the they like tap out jingle bells on yeah. the door. So fun. And then the actual passcode is jingle bells. Batman smells. <laughs> so standard. Bart Simpson would have got in no problem. Oh yeah, but then they like have a whole operation in there. Oh mate, people full dress- of stolen electronics. But like, there's people dressed in Santa costumes, elf costumes, Mrs. Claus. Oh, it's so good. It actually looks quite professional. Yeah. It's cl- it's like it's like a stolen goods ring, except being run by mole Santas. It's so good. So then the Santa goes on a sermon house for the kids, or the ones who like wake up and get clothes. Who've had bad parents who yeah. wait till the last minute. But then he charges three hundred dollars for the doll. Yes, I mean that's more than triple. Surely the doll's probably like thirty bucks. I mean I've been into. Walmart and Target and you can get full size like Spider-Man action figures for $15, $20 that was it because they never said what the price That's was as well yeah like they never said what the price was to start with so no. I was just guessing it was going to be expensive to be with because it was like Turbo Man yeah. like brand new doll and it was the 90s uh, but, but I'm thinking even if it's expensive for a doll in the 90s you're still only looking at 30 or 40 bucks <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about this doll is it's Spanish Yes. And it breaks apart. He calls them all sleazy con men. But I just want to point out something. In Jamie's little spiel, he said batteries weren't included. How did it work? That's true. Although some of the... Yeah, yeah. Some toys do have a test of it, but it means they do have a battery in. I'm just I'm just saying. How did it work? Plot hole. Let's <laughs> finish the podcast there. <laughs> Worst movie ever. <laughs> so after calling them sleazeballs and con men... The Santas all start to fight Howard. I love that he sends a, somehow sends a Santa flying by just pulling his beard really tall and slamming it into his face. He does like rolls over end to end. Yeah, so he beats up one that has nunchucks. He oh, beats up the, a gang. The ninja, the ninja Santa is so funny. He's got like candy canes as um, <laughs> nunchucks. Nunchucks, yeah, so good. And then he beats a gang of them up with a giant candy cane, just like one swipe. Yeah, it's so and then good. a giant Santa appears. Well, it's the big show. It only took me until two years ago to realize that's who it was. Really? Yeah, I've known the whole time. Yeah, it's Paul White. I know. The big show from WWE, WCW, and now AEW yeah. fame. I was going to say TNA, my, but he never did that. My notes literally say, well, it's the big show. I put Paul like, <laughs> no more BS. Yeah. So he starts beating up Howard very uh, easily. But then... Yeah. He... Uh, well, this is so funny. See, he's throwing Howard around, and then another little person jumps on Howard's That's shoulder. That's Was oh, it really? Yeah, it's Ventura. I couldn't tell from the... Uh... I only found out this morning. Really? Literally this morning. I suppose, because I did think that... Because they're dressed as like an older elf, yeah. aren't they? And Vern was very, very small. Yeah. Like... When you say little person, he may be the littlest person. Yeah. He's very small. Very small man. Did you ever see on... I'm not a big fan of it, but I did, these clips really make me laugh. On Celebrity Juice. Yeah, oh, where yeah. Where him and 
is it was a character called Keith Lemon that thing he does yeah, the, where they would act out the movies. Yeah, they so were so funny. Yeah, but yeah, so Howard has he jumps on Howard's shoulders and starts pulling at his eyes, doesn't he? Yeah, as Big Show, who is legitimately seven foot tall, goes to punch him, he ducks and he connects with Vern Troyer's face, just flying across and the room. sends him so far. But then Howard takes out uh, Big Show with one punch. Yeah, chins him. He's a he's a, he's a worker to the end. That's why yeah, that's where he got the inspiration for the WMD. <laughs> so then, as Howard's taking out out everyone, the elf from the mall tases Howard. That's so funny. So he just gets dogpiled. Yeah, and who shows up? The Grinch. Or no, the no, the cops. <laughs> no, but the elf calls him the Grinch. They do. He does say it's the Grinch. My favorite thing here. It's when one of the police spots house like, who are you? What are you doing here? He just grabs a toy badge and pretends to be an unco- undercover officer. Not only is he breaking the law by probably receiving stolen goods, he's breaking a uh, federal law, I believe, by impersonating a police officer. Although he does look the part. <laughs> but he says a line here. It's like, you come in barging like terrorists at a tea party. <laughs> like that That line doesn't hold up anymore. Well, yeah, when did terrorists barge into a tea party as well? Look at say like... Terrorists have done worse. Oh, terrorists have done way worse. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the synonym. That's my point. Yeah. But, you know, he's able to get out of there by doing this. Like, no, shut up and arrest someone. Back at the house, we've got Ted still trying to cut Howard again. And... Uh, no, at this point, Ted um, shows off the reindeer to everyone. And Johnny calls it De- Ted after his dad. Oh, no, yeah. He's trying to cut, but he's, he, he's flirting with all of the mums. Yeah. He's trying to cut everyone. It's great. You literally have all the ones who want to sleep with him. Yeah. Then except... Johnny says to Jamie, like, oh yeah, my dad became really good after divorce. Your parents should get a divorce too. Oh, that kid is a shitbag. <laughs> so Jamie runs inside and at that point Howard's at a diner calling the house and That's Jamie just immediately, Jamie immediately goes, I knew you'd call. like, where's your mother? She's next door petting Ted. So good. Because the reindeer's called Ted. Amazing. What? <laughs> And then James just being a, I'm sorry, James being a little shit here because like, how's that? I just want, where's your mother? I just want to talk to her. And he's going, are you going to be able to make his turbo man? Says you know, always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. And it's like going on and on about turbo man to the point that Howard just snaps. Ah, uh, I'm on Jamie's side. He's a kid. They get obsessed with things. He's just being a kid. He's not doing anything. I would say is bad kid behaviour. Howard snaps and he's an arsehole. I'm just saying I don't have the patience for kids. <laughs> So, obviously, Jamie then shouts back at him and slams the phone down, which Liz sees. Yeah. He goes, damn you, Howard. <laughs> Howard gets a coffee and is joined by Myron. Oh, yeah. And they Irish up their coffees. Yes, and they talk about being peaceful again. <laughs> and then Howard talks about how he built a clubhouse for Jamie and that Jamie loved it. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Howard's done a lot for Jamie. Yeah. But, you know, all money-wise. We see that clubhouse later. That was yeah. done by a professional. He may have paid for that clubhouse. <laughs> and then Myron laments how he didn't get his Johnny 7 Omega gun, and that ruined his life. And then his neighbour got it, yeah. And his neighbour became a billionaire. That's how it is. And then Howard has that great vision of Jamie as Myron, like a drunk postman. <laughs> yeah, he goes, here's to you, Dad, drinks the whiskey. Hey, and man, then... if he's happy as a drunk postman, let him be a drunk postman. Even, even Jamie goes, with the whiskey. <laughs> And my favourite bit is like, how goes, it's just a doll. And, and Myron goes, ah, uh, uh, action, action figure. figure. Yeah. Sounds like, um, what's that awful show? Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they make jokes like that. So they hear a um, radio competition. If you identify all eight reindeer, you'll get the doll. 
Oh, so Katie, my wife, said she learned the name of the reindeer from that scene in the movie. I, I, where he's running. Yeah, he's running yeah. up. But Howard and Myron fight because there's a phone in the diner. So they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Howard finally gets through and Myron just pulls the cord oh, off. What a dick. Like, okay, you're not going to get it. So why does it, Why do you not want the other person to have it? Okay, you've lost. Deal with it. For yeah. well, oh. face, as uh, Myron's now holding the handle off the phone and getting choked out by Howard, he's going, 911, The diner owner tells them the radio station's only two blocks down, so they both run. And as you said, while Howard is run- running, he's just reciting the reindeer. And he's running really easily. He's doing this really exaggerated, like, yeah. jog run. Listing off the eight reindeer, or Simba's like, <laughs> he's having to throw the like letters. He's throwing everyone's mail out so he can run better. <laughs> As Howard gets into the radio station, you can hear one caller saying three names: Randy, Jermaine, Tilo, <laughs> Tito. <laughs> Do yeah. you know the reindeer names? I, I, I uh, don't. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Comma, Cupid, Donna, Blitzer. I think I missed one. He's... Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Pran- Cupid, Com- Comet. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Katie's not here. Cool. It's cool. So then Howard breaks into the radio station. Smashes the soundproof window. He says, like, ah, did I win? I won. Ah. Then Myron comes in and he says, I have this. A homemade explosive device. It's so funny. And it's just one of the parcels from his bag. And he's like, you built a bomb? He's like, no, no, no. You hear what's going on in the news? I just kept it. Hundreds of these things get sent every day in the mail. <laughs> I feel bad for Sinbad's kid at this point. Like, uh, in my head canon, every time I think about this film, he only mentions the kid a few times. He is an adult collector who's just a bit mad. <laughs> he is Sheldon if he went a bit more insane. Yeah. So then Myron throws the bomb in the air, lands on the floor, and it's actually just a music box. Yeah, it's nothing. But then this is when the radio DJ says, the winner would get the doll. Eventually. Yeah, they don't have a Turbo Man. They have a gift certificate. What I love is as um, the radio DJ's holding the gift certificate in Howard's face and then turns around, Howard still tries to grab it. I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> so, but then the police show up. He's like, you called the cops? Like, yeah. yeah. You see him do it a bit earlier on, actually. You see him like all the security. As, yeah, as um, Howard's breaking in. So then Howard and Myron try to run away. Myron runs to the lift. The police show up. Howard runs to the staircase. And that old man cop is there again. Oh, of course he is. So then again, Myron pulls out another parcel. <laughs> goes, I've got a bomb. And he says, I work for the post office, so you know I'm crazy. <laughs> and then he, they all like, they let him go, didn't they? And they kind yeah. of back out and they slowly, they make a run for it. Howard and, Howard and Myron. Myron. And the cop, the old cop who's a dickhead was like, I was in the bomb squad for 10 years. I'll deal with this. And he rattles the bomb and it explodes. <laughs> And then my favourite thing is Myron's reaction is like, that was a bomb? It's a sick world full of sick people. I love, I've re- that's my favourite quote in this movie. Because he's like being such an arsehole. And he's like, everyone else is sick, not me. Love that line. It deli- the delivery is so good. But what I love is like, the bomb like destroyed like the sea and everything. But the old man was fine. Just a bit yeah, of like on cartoon face. effect. Yeah. He just faints. Should have died. So he, get, he gets back to the diner and the Casper's been stripped for parts. Yeah. Has Mary Xmas on the rain <laughs> on the windshield, but did you see the way that Mary was spelt? No. M E R I. It was spelt incorrectly. Yeah. So yeah. His, his car gets towed back to his house. There are carolers outside. 
He goes to the, he goes up to his window, and what does he see? He sees Ted putting the star on his tree. That piece of shit. That's his job. So, what's he plan? Why has he not done it by Christmas Eve? Because he's clearly a shit person. Oh, yeah. Shit, <laughs> shit yeah, yeah. Have you not been watching the film, Bobby? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, what's his plan now? He's going to steal Johnny's Turbo Man. He's <laughs> going to break into Ted's house and steal his son's Turbo Man. He, he like, hears Ted's voice going around in his head. But Liz does tell Ted to take the star down, because you know it's Howard's thing. Yeah. Then Ted's like, well, Howard's a piece of shit. Why hasn't he done it? Yeah, he, the first time Ted's got a point. But even Liz is going, no. Like, no. respect to Liz. Like, yeah. she stands by Howard, even though he's... Yeah, well, he, he you know, there is... there is. I, we, we joke about, like, all he does is provide cash. There is something to be said that you'll work hard for your family. That is, that yeah. is, that is a form of love. It's yeah. just not a great form of love. Like, yeah. A lot of people would prefer personal you know exactly. one time Howard breaks in with just a credit card yeah that's terrifying to me you should just smash the window no but it's such a 90s thing and, but uh, so how easy it was to get into someone's house with just a credit card like it's obviously fake but yeah. if that was real I'd be terrified I think that's always been a thing in movies I don't actually think it's possible it worked on my lockers in my secondary school well that's because they've just got a swivel lock though and you can just lift them up yeah yeah, yeah. so no one's front door's got that Oh yeah, they're all, de- uh, they're, all, they're all deadbolts. What's really funny is the Carol has come to the door to Liz and Howard's door, but obviously Ted's there. Yeah, so he goes to the door to listen to them, and Ted puts his arm around Liz, and she's like, Ugh. "Yeah, she's like immediately swipes it off." I've seen that. That happened a lot in clubs. Yeah, I've I, seen that. Yeah, that happened at a gig with a girl I was dancing with. Oh, a girl, a guy put his arm around her, and she literally backed off. Oh, yeah, and he was like, "Apologies," and moved forward. Just goes around another girl and another girl. Literally, See? it was hilarious. Creep. So he goes out the back, out the back door, and he goes, "This is wrong. What am I doing? Stealing from a child on Christmas?" So that first bit of fucking you know, moral compass moral, he's had. Yeah, but then he gets detected by the reindeer, spotted by Rudolph, and it sorry, just Ted, and just charges after him. And he crashes into Howard, and they accidentally start a fire in Ted's house. Yeah. Um, so then, Ted, not Ted, Howard has to try to put out the fire. I don't know what what catches fire. I didn't catch it. But it he... was it was one of the wise men. Oh yeah, and then he like the head like smashes into the fireplace and it rolls onto the rug. He like penalty kicks it through the window. It's <laughs> yeah. so and funny, it, and it scares the carolers off. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ted runs, looks at it, and goes, "Ah, oh, Balthazar." What's really funny is here now, so Ted and Liz see Howard, and he's clutching the Turbo Man still. If he'd have had a split second to put that Turbo Man down, you've got a different story on your hand. Yeah, I he... saved your house from burning. Exactly, that's what he goes said. But while I was like, Liz sees him through the window, goes, Ted, like Howard, just goes, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Howard, no, Ted shakes the doll. Yeah. It talks. Yeah, it's got batteries in it. Or maybe, 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 maybe Ted opened it, put batteries in it, ready for Maybe, it. maybe. That's, I was believed that. Yeah. Because he might be a sleazeball, but at least he's a good dad. He's a very good dad, to be fair. <laughs> so, Ted and Liz tell Howard off for what he did. Liz's like, well, me, me, Ted, Jamie and Joey, we're going to go to parade now. And what is, Ted says probably the best line. You in can't the... bench press your way out of this one. Oh. <laughs> what I do like about that is, that, was, that line was clearly chosen because it's Arnold. There is no point any reference that he is a muscular man. He, and he's wearing a massive coat. There's only one instance of him doing like a type of workout, and in the beginning one time he's on the phone, he has like that wrist like oh yeah, squeeze that's thing. not going to increase your muscle mass, that's no. for the, the grip strength. 
grip for the barbell. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's left, and then the reindeer breaks in, and he just punches the reindeer. Yeah, he one punches the reindeer and knocks him out. He just goes, you started it. It's the same thing that uh, he does to Big Show earlier. So Ted takes Liz and all the others to the um, parade. Harold and the reindeer start sharing a beer with each other. Yeah, they make up and have a, have a few drinks. And uh, again, animal cruelty, I think, getting a, getting a reindeer drunk. So they're at the clubhouse and they see like a little draw of them being a happy family together. Yeah, so it's a very well-made clubhouse. I still don't believe he made it. He's an office worker. He ain't got that skill set. <laughs> Well, he did say the roof was a little crooked. Yeah. So um, he goes, ah, it's time to start keeping my promises. And he gives the reindeer another full bottle of yeah, beer. Yeah, the beer that he opened and took one sip of himself. Like, ah, fuck it, Rudolph, you have that. And then... I'm going to say, that parade looks incredible. American parades are fucking amazing. The best parade I've ever seen was one at Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, like even... The five the, o'clock parade. Yeah, even that's amazing. But the ones they do through, like, city centres, like the Macy's Day parade and that are insane. I was like, the ones they always do around, like, Thanksgiving as well. Yeah, that's Macy's Day Oh, parade. that's Macy's yeah. Day. Okay. Yeah. You know more about American culture than I do. I've been several times. <laughs> <laughs> so the children run ahead because they spot another friend and his dad, with leaving Ted and Liz to park the car together. Did you spot what the... So, you know, as we come to the parade, there's, like, a weatherman and a news reporter. Yeah. Did you spot what the weather person was called? No. They're called Gale Force. <laughs> <laughs> So they say, oh, I guess they turn around for last. So I noticed something, because obviously like, you see Sonic, the Tick, yeah. or White Paddington Bear. Why did the cat and the hat get like the special focus? I don't know. Because they specifically go, look, cat and the hat, and then it's like a close-up of him. I so don't know. Think they might get the license for? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because it's very interesting. So Hat has to run the rest of the way to the parade. Yeah, the, well, the kids get out of Ted's car and go to see... Yeah. Go Because they're like, oh, there's our friend. I can't remember what yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I think I've got it written down, I'm sure, though. I'm sure I read it. They go to see their friend who's somewhere else. And front, Howard yeah. gets a cab, but he's stuck in traffic. So he has to run the rest of the way. So Ted, they park in. He starts trying to flirt with Liz with non-alcoholic eggnog. Yeah, Ted tries to gaslight their marriage. Oh, yeah, calls, calls... He starts using the dentist system. Yeah, he calls her Lizzie, and he was just, Lizzie? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we both have feelings for each other. Forces her head on his shoulder. Yeah, she looks so uncomfortable. And then she takes a leaf out of her husband's book. Well, I was going to say, there's a moment where, like, Howard spots this. He goes to run to stop him, and he bumps into a cop, the cop again. <laughs> the same cop as before. He has coffees in his hand, so the coffee's got to fly up and land on his face. He's got the burn, uh, he's got bandages on his hands from the burns, from so, the bomb. So he has to run away from him now. So then Lizzie grabs the eggnog and just smashes it on Ted's face. So good. So satisfying. Oh, finally he gets his come up. So that's the, is that, no, it's not quite the last we see of him, is it? No, we'll no, we see, we see him one more time. So as a cop is chasing Howard, he runs headfirst into a school bus. Yeah, and then he Howard gets like collared by some nerd who thinks he's some guy they've been waiting for. Yeah, he said, "Are you the guy?" He's like, "The the guy." Ah, oh, it's him! It's him! He's grabbed the big Jack dude. Yeah. So he's given a rundown for the suit that he's going to be in. There was a freak accident in rehearsal. Pete but... shows signs of brain activity, so that's good. <laughs> it's just like a cheesy thumbs up. There's the guy who's playing Booster, who is Snot from American Dad. Yeah, but do you know who do you know who he sounds like? Who? Gilbert Gottfried. Oh yeah. It's not him, but the 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 voice. The voice is so close. And then he says, "I've been sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant." Oh, fucking hell, that went past today's censors. Yeah. So then Howard goes inside a little stall, and then he's revealed he's playing Turbo Man right now. 
Jamie it is Lynn. utter shock. Yeah, he's like, I still don't think he quite. There's a, there's a moment of the realization. Like, how long has it taken you? Have you not just looked out at any point? It's it's his face when he they go here's Turbo Man and like the shot look on his face. I love how the booster performer has to instruct him on what to do because clearly. Yeah, he's got no idea. He's at least like, wave, you idiot. Yeah, he doesn't even think like. Obviously, he's not been there for the rehearsal, but there's a standard. Yeah, wave. Jamie looks so happy to see Turbo Man. They say he starts doing the salute. He does the salute to Jamie. Yeah. And they say that um, Turbo Man has to give away a t- special doll to someone in the crowd. Obviously, we know who he's gonna pick. I love the victory like yell he does when he grabs the doll. Yeah. Well, first he cradles it like yeah. it's me. <laughs> he goes yes, <laughs> yes. And then he points at Jamie and obviously Johnny because he's a rat thinks he's like he's pointing at me. <laughs> yeah. And then as he starts that the the mic for the Turbo Man suit gets turned on just Jamie. And at this point we see someone dressed up as the bad guy from the Turbo Man thing at the beginning get garroted by tinsel. Just <laughs> like choked out. Like, I just love how Jamie goes, he knows my name. <laughs> At this point, as Liz, would you not be going, get away from him? Right? Because <laughs> even Liz goes, wow. I was like, okay, a jacked, muscly dude knows my son's name. It's Howard. And he could go, that accent. Also, like the way he says Jamie is clearly an Austrian accent. Yeah. Also. I mean, they do say that there's a voice modulator in the suit, but it does not work it's well. Just sounds like, it just sounds like Arnie. The other thing I would say is, she could have gone, did how like, you think, did Howard do this? Yeah, like, that, all he had to do was like, yeah, this is why I haven't been around. I've, I've been planning this for yeah. you. Although he probably says that later. We off screen, we just don't see yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, I said, like, Arnold's about to hit Jake Lord with the I am your father line. Yeah, it's yeah. interrupted by the mentor, who is now Myron. Yeah. Who does the arm flip off to the crowd. flipping people off without flipping people off. That kind of... PG approved flip off. You know, you see it at like family wrestling shows. Yeah, where they do the like up yours yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And I love how the news reporter goes, Was that in the script? I love how he uppercuts Booster as well. And he says, No one no likes, likes you, Booster. And then all the kids start kicking Booster. <laughs> I mean, did they not do, you know, like in The Simpsons where they do the approval test screening thing? And, Mil- <laughs> and Milhouse really loves the guy in the Speedos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> Did they not do one of those screenings for the kids? Oh, Jesus. no, they probably thought, you know, it's a saber tooth. Yeah. Tiger, everyone loves them. Um, I was going to say, there's a big like, you thought you could outsmart me, but I have a bigger brain. And he just points at the, he- the suit. At the fake yeah. head. He, uh, then Jamie runs off, and uh, Howard has put the Turbo Man doll in his backpack. Yeah. And as he runs off, did you notice that Myron quotes, slightly quotes, Wizard of Oz? What does he say? He says, I'll get you, little boy, and your little doll, too. <laughs> Which is, obviously, I'll get you, girl, your yeah. little dog, too, or whatever she says. Like I say, he also, re- he does a repeat of, like, the line from the opening scene, he goes, ta-ta, turtle man. <laughs> turtle man. Then also, Jamie goes uh, to Dick Kick City on Myron. Oh, yeah, fully. Bam! <laughs> but here's the thing, right? So, as that's happening, Jamie runs away. Yes. He doesn't run to his mum. He decides, no. I'm going to run up a building. Yeah, I'm going to climb a fucking building. I'm going to climb a building. And as this is happening, Howard has to deal with the demon team who still thinks this is part of the act. Yeah, and they're trying to attack him. And they literally go to him, did you not read the the Yeah, one of them says it, didn't they? Yeah. So what I love... Nice ADR line there. So I love he, like, gorilla presses one of them and just throws him into the rest of them. Doesn't doesn't one of them he throw onto the trampoline and the trampoline, like, bounces off of it and stuff? There's a really... It's such a stupid line and it's clearly another improv by Sinbad. 
as Myron's running through the thing, he pushes over someone dressed in a, uh, as a Christmas gift. Yeah. He goes, get out of the way, box! <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, as like Liz is chasing Jamie, going, what the hell, the police goes, ah, oh, it's your son's part of the show. It's like, no, he's not! <laughs> you must be very proud. <laughs> so He climbs up a building being chased by Sinbad. Sinbad says, you ever seen Vertigo? That mean anything to you? <laughs> Jamie just doesn't respond. And then Jamie then climbs up the Christmas tree sign as well, so it goes even higher. Yeah, so there's like a uh, you know, this is for the listeners, not for you. You you watch it. I, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a decoration like you'd have on the high street. You know, a big light up Christmas tree, a fake Christmas tree. You know, made of lights, and he climbs up that. So then, how gets told by the news anchor to. Use your jetpack, Turbo Man. So he does. Oh god, this would have killed him. I I always quote this version of it goes, "It's Turbo Time," <laughs> and he flies off because he tries to. And it's the same thing, you know, in Iron Man, where it's like one percent power. That's what you should be thinking. I was gonna say, if Iron Man was made in the nineties, yeah, this is what it looked like. Oh, because so the terrible. flying effects are so cheesy. Like he flies all the way up to like. I'm going to say the curvature of the earth, that's how high he flew up, and then his jetpack just stops. If this tech was real, the army would be on that. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, this is just for a um, parade show. That's yeah. the wild thing about it. Yeah, it's, it may be slightly exaggerated for comedic effect. Um... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's based on real life, Bobby. All movies are based on real life. If only. So he flies past Jamie, completely misses him. He flies into a banner, spins out, just like five three sixties. Then fly straight to. I love how you're miming this with your hand. <laughs> it's, it's, for my, it's for my own memory. Flies through a family's apartment and hits his head on a brick wall. He's dead. Oh yeah, and then the the jetpack keeps sending him into the wall, so he's yeah. hovering so it's like, in place, it's like wobbling. A spring. Like, yeah, you know, it's like spring door stoppers. You can yeah. Get. Yeah. <laughs> so then the sign like breaks. It's like hanging down. So the Myron sign that Jamie, Jamie and Myron are on. Yeah. Yeah, they're hanging down. for dear life. Howard uses his turbo rang. And it obviously misses the first time round, like every boomerang does in a yeah. movie. Myron grabs the doll, but he gets hit by the turbo rang on, on the its way reverse. Back, yeah. So he falls down onto a Christmas parade, gets and surrounded by police. Jamie gets saved by a Howard, who flies by with a jetpack, who all of a sudden yeah, got amazing control. Yeah, he masters it like, immediately. Yeah. And then he's like, I'll always be there for you, Jamie. <laughs> and Liz and Jamie don't recognise their husband and father. No. What? So then he's like, like, oh, Jamie, your, your dad loves you. You're his all-time favourite person. And they, go, and they go, how do you know? It's like, who else would know? Thick but o- your father. Thick Austrian accent, massive muscles. Who is it? Because <laughs> say, Liz was turned on. Because yeah. she goes, Howard? <laughs> Howard. Uh, bring that suit home. <laughs> Literally. And then, the, um, so then Ted sees that term, Howard is Toe Man. He goes, let's get out of here. <laughs> Very like cartoon-like. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I've got lines for the Simpsons to film. <laughs> the policeman's like talking to the back of um, Howard and goes, and you, Turbo Man, we would like to have a guy like you on the force. But he turns around and <laughs> sees who it is. He's like, I'm sorry about the car and the bus and the coffee. And the bomb. And the bomb. <laughs> he also gave Jamie the toy to... Toy back to yeah, the to toy back to Jamie. Yeah. And then Jamie sees Myron going, What am I gonna do? I'm gonna disappoint my son. Still playing that card, you know. Yeah, the, and Jamie I don't believe this son drill. But Jamie falls for it because he gives the toy back to Jamie easily forgives him as well. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about a little tension on the roof. <laughs> and then Howard's like, the fuck kid? <laughs> I went through fucking everything. And then Jamie's just like, Why would I do that? I've got the real turbo man at home. 
he will not take that suit home with him. No. So then Howard gets lifted up like a hero in the parade. Liz is going, that's my husband. Movie ends. Did you watch the post credit scene? No. So Howard finally puts the star on the tree. And I didn't know there was a... How have I missed this after 20 fucking years or 30 <laughs> There's years? There's a post scene. Yeah, it's great. So he puts the star on the tree and he's obviously told everyone what happened that day because, you know, him and Liz are talking. And she goes, wow, if you went through all that for Jamie, I only have one question. What did you get from me? And it does the zoom in shot on him oh, again. For fuck's sake. And that's how Jingle All The Way ends. I got you a Turbo Man too. <laughs> this one's a vibrator. Because <laughs> Turbo Man sounds like a fucking vibrator. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about so the budget for this movie. Yeah. 75 million. I think most of that That's went pretty on, good for 96. I think most of that went on Arnold and the Parade. And the uh, the VFX for the jetpack. <laughs> the box office return, 129.8 mil. Okay. So, barely broke even. Well, no, that's, that's a no, good... No, because always for a budget of a movie, you always have to double it because oh, yeah, marketing yeah. costs. Oh, of course, yeah. That's, that's unfortunately the rule. Yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, it unfortunately did not. It must have made money back on the VHS and DVD. I market. think so because it made enough money to get a direct to DVD sequel. I didn't even know that existed till last week, and I was like, "Do we watch this? I'm not going to watch this." Um, no, no, we're, <laughs> not, we're never watching that. Um, I feel like you you can get a good estimation of what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the forty percent, half of that twenty. Really? Yeah, that this bad. this movie is on IMDb. It's rated as something like five point two. In other words, that's that's always user generated. Yeah, so it doesn't really take in critical responses. No. But yeah, critics did not like this movie. No. Well, critics... I saw a statistic the other day that critics loved The Last Jedi, but the fans hated it, and the, the scores are massively different. It's it's weird. So a lot... Critics and... So I always had this discussion with like my friends, because there's a lot of movies critics I agree. It's always, I'm like, come on, like, this one I love, because... But it's because... There's probably an element of nostalgia with it. You've been watching it since you were a kid. That's true, but I think it's also a case of when you're a critic, you are watching lots of different movies and you already have a certain mind frame of what you want movies to be. Yeah. And because you've got to churn it out so much. And Howard... Uh, and Howard Schwarzenegger can't act. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Terminator got high reviews, so... Yeah. But that's because he, he's not really the lead. He's, he's called Terminator, but he's not the lead. True. But Terminator 2 got higher, higher reviews than he is the lead. True. True. Well, that's a uh, jingle all the way. Yeah. I'd, I'd say you could ask what I think of the movie, but we both we picked this movie because we both like it. Yeah. What's I, your number one Christmas movie? I don't think I asked you that. Ooh, Home Alone probably. It's the one that I find most nostalgic and stuff. It, I don't think I've ever not watched Home Alone at Christmas. We've already watched it this year. Oh fair. And I mean, what day? The day of recording is what the eleventh of December. Yeah. And we yeah we watched it over a week ago. <laughs> Do you not watch Home Alone two as well? Or? Yeah, we watched both of them. The first one is my favourite. Oh, I think my second favourite is Muppets Christmas Carol. We've watched that already. That's that's up there for me as well. That's I'm, top five for I'm sure. I'm seeing it on the twenty third because. Uh, Prince Charles is doing a sing-along version. Have you got like a membership to Prince Charles? Cinema? I do. You love that place. I I, I genuinely do. no. I, can I gush about Prince Charles for one minute just to say it's my favourite cinema in the sense that like, growing up obviously, you you have to pick and choose what movies you want to see in cinema. Yeah. So then you, there's always that element. Oh, I wish I saw that in cinema. You get that with Prince Charles, and you get that at cheap cheapest price. They do it. They do. Well, like trilogy days as well, don't they? They do marathons, they do trilogies, yeah. they do Q and A's with like I've, directors. I've been tempted to go to the Back to the Future one. I like the Prince Charles Cinema because it's where I met Tommy Wiseau. 
That too. <laughs> that too. You can meet Tommy Wazow and he on will, a regular basis. And he will ignore your questions because he likes to remain mysterious. I'm American, damn it. No, you're not. But Bobby, what are we covering in the new year? In the new year. So heads up for all the listeners, we're not going to put one out during Christmas. Our, our research says that people listen to podcasts on the weekdays because <laughs> I do as well. I yeah, yeah. On the way to work, on the way home, during work, when I'm supposed to be working, you know. So we're going to need a three-week gap and it's not going to come out on the Monday. The Monday is the 1st of Jan. I'm going to drop it on the Tuesday, Tuesday 2nd of Jan. When everyone goes back to work, there'll be episode 30, Tim. Woo! We're hitting another milestone and because it's 30 and because it's new and fresh we're, and we just did a bonus episode as well, we are going to do the Doctor Who... 60th anniversary specials. We're going to power through three hours of Doctor Who. Also, 60 is double 30, so... It almost almost lines up. (laughs) Mathematically, there's a thing there. So, David Tennant is back. Catherine Tate is back. We've got... Russell T. Davis is back. Russell T. Davis is back. We've got some 60th anniversary specials. We're going to drop that, ready for you to all go back to work, 2nd of January. And I think this might be a time to kind of point out that not yet, but soon, we're probably going to start not exclusively doing stuff that the other person hasn't seen. We, we, we're running out of stuff, uh, It's not that we're running out, it's just that the quality of the stuff isn't always high, I think. And Fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, our highest, our highest viewed episode still is Streetlight Manifesto. Hey, that is high quality. <laughs> Streetlight are a top band. I don't know what you're insinuating by saying that straight after... Nothing, nothing, Bobby, nothing. You liked them. You told me you liked them. <laughs> Fuck you. No, so... And what no, what I think the, the main problem is, isn't just necessarily a dip in quality. It's, there's such good, high-quality stuff that we've both seen that I think it's probably... Let's cover some of that, because some of that is classic. So there's stuff on our list that we just haven't touched because we've both already seen it. Yeah. Stuff like Red Dwarf, which Absolutely. we both really want to do. Yes. Uh, and I'm not saying that's going to become the new format. It's just going to change and not be every time. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a more frequency to us covering things that we've already seen. Because we've both had fun doing with The Simpsons, with Doctor Who, with this one, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's something that we should incorporate more. Obviously, the core foundation of it was us introducing things to each other. and that... But it's also, it's yeah, the, that is the core foundation. But it is also enjoying things through other people's eyes. Yeah. So... It's, yeah. just, it's just two people just want to fuck around and talk about things <laughs> things we enjoy. Plus, I think I, I've started to get some of the stuff we've got over that was my choices. I've gotten some more stuff from it than I had by analysing yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe stuff that I hadn't spotted before. Maybe stuff that I found in research that I hadn't necessarily hadn't found before. I think I, I think saying like especially when you take notes and you're like you're looking at everything. Mm. Yeah, I think that absolutely does help. Anyway, that's that's it. So where can we find you on the, the socials? You can find me. On Instagram and TikTok at the Tim Martini. You can check me out on Spotify on Timothy Martini. Where can they find you, Bobby? I am B Davies underscore creative on Instagram. That is kind of the main social media I use. I do have a Twitter. I do interact with wrestling content quite a lot on there. So if you don't want to come talk wrestling, come find me on there. You could also go on my website, bdaviescreative.com. Come find me. Woo! I'm going to start. I am working freelance, graphics, video, audio editing. You, you know I can do audio editing. You've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to hire you want to talk some business, come come find me on my website. And if you want to follow the podcast on socials, Tim, where do they go? They can go on Instagram, 
threads, which we still need to keep on using. Now, I have started using the X recently. I've been interacting with some people talking about Doctor Who with the podcast thing. I've also posted the Doctor Who episode on there. I haven't done as much as I should do. I haven't had a lot of free time, but I am planning to be more active on there. Nice. You can talk to Bobby on X. It won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> we are on TikTok as well at CC, CC Society Pod. Everything CC Society Pod. Everything right? CC Society Pod, yes. Do we have a Reddit? Did I, did I imagine yes, that? Yes, we have a subreddit as well. CC Society Pod. You can go find us. Uh, R, was it? User U slash r slash yeah r slash society, society pod. pod you can find us on there i've again spoke to people about dr hill on there i posted the episode and, come find us on there and of course if you want to send us an email we are cc society pod at gmail.com i've been tim martini bobby i'm bobby davis i'll see you all next time it's the grin scatter <laughs> <laughs>